There's a new music business for the 21st century, and now is the best time ever to be in the music business. Because of the new music business, the artist is in charge. My name's Rick Barker, and I've been blessed to make a living in the music business for almost 30 years. I'm a personal manager, author, speaker. Many know me as the manager who launched the career of Taylor Swift. But what I'm most proud of are the thousands of artists from around the world that I manage daily and help navigate this crazy business. This podcast is designed to keep you up to date with the changes in the business and to give you the mindset, tools, and resources that you need to succeed. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So in this episode of the podcast, I finally tracked down someone that I've been following for a while on Instagram. I uh, have purchased a couple of his uh, reports because I, I told you guys a long time ago, I don't want to be the the dude that knows everything. I want to have access, access to the experts that know everything. And when it comes to music promotion right now, a lot of you know Amari MC, you follow him on Instagram, you you know, watch and read his newsletter. He's one of the best when it comes to music promotion right now. And I just wanted to get together. And uh, first off, thank you for showing up and and being here and allowing this. I just want to have a conversation about what's working right now when it comes to music promotion. I always tease artists that you are a digital marketer, whether you want to be or not. When I'm on the CD Baby stage, I make everybody raise their hand, repeat after me. I am a digital marketer. Own it. Be aware of it. Before we jump into that side, tell everybody a little bit about you and your journey. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on, uh, first and foremost. Um, my journey into music promotion was kind of by accident. Um, I started out producing music, you know, making beats and instrumentals. And um, in 2014, I left my day job. I came down to Atlanta, Georgia, where I went to school at Morehouse College. And, um, you know, I was just, I was on my own. What was your day uh, job? I worked at State Farm. Woo, so I, right. I worked for, actually it was for a State Farm agent. So I technically okay. worked for the agent because that's their business model. Um, but yeah, I was selling insurance, life insurance, auto insurance, all you that wear, stuff. Did you wear khakis with the red shirts <laughs> like we see in all the commercials right now? I did not. <laughs> I, I, I did not. I was staunchly against it but um <laughs> so yeah. you're down at morehouse yeah so i was at morehouse college i went back home to pittsburgh pennsylvania for a year that's where i'm from and i came back down to atlanta after a year i only worked at uh, that state farm office for like a year and then um i was uh doing my instrumentals i had made money i'd made you know good money uh doing instrumentals throughout college and high school um and then i started to just get really busy in the industry. Like more and more people started doing it. And I was just searching for ways like how to market myself. And so I started to get better at marketing myself and doing the instrumentals. And then I was building my email list. Oh, wow. And um, people on the email list kept asking, you know, do you do this promotion? Do you do that promotion? And um, at the time, no, I didn't do those promotions. So I just enough people to, ask, it becomes a job. Yeah. I always tell if enough people ask, I create yep. a product. Yep, exactly. So, so people, and this was um, a little earlier when like Reverb Nation was bigger. So they were asking, do you do Reverb Nation promo? Um, 
and SoundCloud promo. So what was this, like 2010, 2011? No, this was 2015. Oh, probably. wow. So you're, you're, so this is pretty recent that this was going on for you then. Yeah. This is, this is still like five years. Know, yeah. Which yeah, is still pretty ago. recent. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, as people, more and more people ask, start to develop the services. Um, and you know, here we are today, fast forward. We've mostly, um, most of our revenue is via the music promotion. We do some affiliate income and things like that and have sponsors sure. and let's, that. let's talk about the music promotion for a second, because you know, everything changes. You're going to hear people, you know, they, they run to whatever the new shiny little object is, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh my gosh, now we all have to be on TikTok Cause you know, little Nas X is nominated for a Grammy. Well, little Nas X was busted his butt on TikTok for a lot longer than what you guys have seen him. You know, you right. guys just see the end result of this thing with blogs, with podcasts. What are some of the, I don't want to say hidden, but what are some that people are overlooking that are really good for brand new artists that they should be considering. I mean, they all want to be on the biggest Spotify playlist in the world right now. What are some areas that are like low hanging fruit that you say, you know what, guys, don't throw your nose up at this. You know, this is still something that may not sound cool and you're not hearing about, but this is still pretty effective. Are there any of those that you could share with us? Yeah, there's a few of them. Um, One that's a, the cheapest low hanging fruit is still SEO uh, that nobody wants to do. Which is search engine optimization. So how do you describe search engine optimization for an artist? So search engine optimization, um, the websites that we use all have search engines. Well, most of them. So if you even go on Spotify, it still has a search engine, you know, whenever you're typing in things and searching for different terms, like uh, you search an artist's name or you search a song, um, that's a search engine. Uh, So the the biggest ones are Google and YouTube. Uh, if you think about it, when you go on Facebook or Instagram, yes, they have a search engine, but you're, you're not really searching things on there. You're more scrolling than anything. Right. right. Uh, but when you go on you, uh, YouTube and Google, you're searching a lot more. So Google's the biggest. Second biggest is actually YouTube. YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. Owned by um, the number one yeah, search exactly. engine in the world. Yep. So uh, two ways to do search engine optimization. One is through your website. Uh, which in my opinion is the best because you own your website Um, on YouTube. It's great to get a lot of searches coming in, a lot of traffic, and you can have a lot of success that way, but uh, it's just hard to retarget those people because you don't own YouTube and YouTube's not going to let you put your Facebook pixel. (laughs) Well, you can, you can actually retarget on YouTube. Um, Is anybody just watching your video? Yeah. How do you you do that? So it's via Google ads and you have to do it in the audience creation section, but you can retarget people who watch your videos on YouTube. Um, that was my other low hanging fruit is YouTube ads. People don't really take the time, um, or have the expertise to, to master YouTube ads. I, I always say, um, you know, if you don't have the money to hire somebody, you have to have the time. Right. So to learn it and right. do it and exactly. a lot of other things. Yeah. 
Exactly. So you should at least be knowledgeable of YouTube ads. And uh, the last one would be Instagram ads. So people are running them, but as far as mastering them to get them to work how you want them to, that's a different story. So those, I know that's like not the sexiest thing, the SEO. No, but that was great because I wasn't really aware. I don't, I have, I don't run YouTube ads. I Mm -hmm. I run a lot of Facebook and Instagram ads that are doing really well for me right now, but I didn't realize that you could go retarget. Uh, Do you have to set it up for every video or is it just in your campaign? Like with, you know, Facebook, you put a pixel on a website and you can go back and say so on and so forth. So you just put it inside. I'm, I'm writing this down myself. So you just put that, you click a box someplace in your Google ads manager. Is that how it works? Yeah. So you have your Google ads. Um, you can do it by video. Uh, you can also have a pixel on your website via Google ads. Your overall channel itself. Yeah. You can have it via your website. Um, the, the main difference between Facebook ads and Google ads is Facebook is doing more things for you these days. So you can start to give Facebook a lot of data and then Facebook will create new audiences for you called lookalike audiences on YouTube. You can get, you can get more specific with the audience creation where you can catch somebody when they're in the mood to buy right on Facebook and Instagram. You have to create that mood for them and then they decide to buy. Well, but and what on, he means by that too, guys, is when somebody goes and types in a search engine, that we call that intent. They are intentionally looking for whatever it is that they're typing in. On Facebook and Instagram, we're hoping to get their attention and go, oh man, I'll check this out. There wasn't really, you don't, no one woke up today and said, man, I'm going to go to Facebook and go shopping. But they sell billions of dollars right. worth of stuff every day. So that's the difference that he's talking about is the intent with that search. That's why I'm glad you brought that up as low hanging fruit because there's intent involved with search engines. There's not intent involved with social. Correct. Correct. Got it. Yeah. Got it. What has been some of your favorite hacks of late? Cause you seem when I, I read your stuff and I subscribe to your stuff, you seem to always be experimenting. You're like this yeah. mad professor. So what are some of the cool things that you've seen work lately that are like, okay, I'm, I'm glad this is happening. Hmm. The things that are working. I'll give you an example of one that's working for me right now, which isn't, it's basically showing up and doing Instagram lives and bringing people on. And when I bring them on their fans get notified that they're live. So I'm like creating lookalike audiences in real time. And oh, because I'm able to now in messages, send links to things, one of the other things I've been doing a lot lately is video messaging back people that follow me and say, Hey man, appreciate the follow. What, what, what were your hopes in following me when it comes to your music business? And once they tell me, then I can send them a link to social media for music. Are you ready for a manager? You know? Yeah. So it's like, I've been using a lot more. It's a lot of it. It's not scalable, you know, and I was just recently at the funnel hacking live situation and a lot of the bigger marketers in the world. And by the way, guys, like I told you, you are marketers. There's a lot of things that the big wigs are doing this year that's not scalable, but is generating a lot of reciprocity and a lot of upfront income. Because when somebody tells you what their problem is, and you can email them a link with the solution, 
game changer at that point because we can't put links in comments and stuff. So that's where I'm thinking. Is there any kind of weird something that you've tried? Doesn't necessarily have to be paid or something that you're like, okay, I'm really digging this new feature on something or something like that. Yeah, um, kind of similar. So I'll give you two things. One is push notifications. Okay. Uh, so having those on the website. Um, and when I say push notifications, I, I want to stress that you need to measure everything that's working. So if you have a website, which you should have a website, anybody that's out when there. When they listen to me, they know I tell them that outside your music, your website yeah. is the only thing you own. Exactly. Um, so with your website and Google Analytics, um, you just need to set up your tracking. If you don't know how to do it, maybe even just pay somebody. It's not that expensive just to pay somebody to set up your tracking, but you need to be able to know uh, how much dollars are coming from each channel. Um, that, that's where you decide whether you buy a new product or not. It's not like a, like a, you look at the price of the thing and it scares you. It's just you look at the price and if it's going to make you more than a cost, then you buy it. So with push notifications, um, it's more expensive than some other like subscription services um, or software as a service businesses, but it's making more money than it's costing. So that's sure. one. Um, and it's like you were talking about the funnels. Um, that's a great funnel to be putting people through where uh, it's going. It's, it's like a notification without having to build an app. Right. So. Those are, those are good and they're working. Um, the other one is kind of like what you were saying where we do the free consultations for people. Um, and we hear like all the time, like, oh, I just, I had to talk to somebody. Like, I'm so glad that you guys, like I can talk to a human and like right. get my questions out. And the thing is, we honestly don't even sell them on the consultations. Like we're just describing, accurately describing a situation and then they decide that that's the right situation for them or not. Well, and that's, that's what's best. You know, I was teasing someone, one of my coaches at ClickFunnels looked and he's like, he's like, man, he says, you've got this funnel that's got like an average car. It was my free plus shipping on my book. He says, your cart value is like $40 on a free plus shipping. He's like, what was your ad spend? And I go, what, what do you mean by my ad spend? He goes, well, how much did you pay to get in front of those people? I said, no, that was from my Instagram lives. I said, I did three Instagram lives for an hour answering people's questions. And then on the third day, I showed all my books. I said, hey, I bought all these books. I've already paid for them. You just pick up the shipping. He goes, well, what was your upsell? I said, it was $197 three-month coaching program. He goes, and they went for it. I said, yeah, because I was coaching them for three days. So they got a chance to actually see what it is that I was doing. I was answering their questions. They saw the value in that. So it was able, and he goes, and how many books did you sell? I said, 248 hours. He's like, holy cow. And I think that's what Amari's saying is that when for us, and, and I can only speak for us, it's different with musicians, but when, when we're already doing what it is that we're going to ultimately offer you, we don't even have to offer it because you're going to ask us how you can get it. And too often, for those of you that listen to this that are marketers, sometimes we just need to serve first. I always tell people, it's like there will be plenty of opportunity on the back end if you provide value on the front end. Sometimes we need to just go out and think serve, 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 and then there will be an opportunity. And that's the same thing for you musicians. It's like, you've got to put your music out, put your music out, put your music out, put your music out, because today they do not have to physically purchase to consume your product. 
So when they invest, they're investing in the relationship. They're investing in that feeling that they got a chance to get to know you. So when you're showing up on Instagram lives and Facebook lives and playing songs and having conversations and stuff, at some point, you're going to be able to drive them to where it is that you need them. Hopefully, you let them know, hey, over on my website, I got some cool stuff for you. And you send them over to your website so then you can go back and, and talk to them later. Let's talk about the services that you guys are providing to musicians right now. Because as I spent time on your website and uh, I picked up a couple of your uh, handouts and things like that, you had like some list of, you know, industry connections and things like that. And I'm always buying stuff because I, before I turn my audience onto it, I want to say, you know, guys, I, I bought this myself. You know, I took a look at it. Plus, it's like as long as, guys, here's another thing you need to understand. When you find people like Amari who does all the stuff that all of us hate to do, go buy their products because if they stop doing it, then I have to go learn that crap and I don't have time to learn what he did. So it's not like anybody's out there. It's like, they're, I don't want to say they're undervaluing, they're undercharging what outside of music, the rest of the world who understands business, all of us inside the music space, just so you guys know, and I say this respectfully, is that we cut the price to try to meet you where you're at. Other people in other industries are always trying to pull me out when they come to me and they said, hey, what's this cost? And I go, 997 bucks. They're like, a month? That's it? I go, no, that's like an all. And they're like, what? Why so cheap? You bring up 997 to an artist and they think you just stabbed their mother. You know, it's like <laughs> sometimes they freak out. So what I want you guys to understand is that all of you, and I think he said this earlier, all of you have the ability to invest your time to go learn all the technical stuff that both of us know. What you can't, what you're investing in is time saving. What you're investing in is it's all in one location. What you're investing is, is not having to make the mistakes that we made. What you're investing in is us giving you the ability to spend less time on the crap you hate and more time on the stuff that you love. So don't look at us weird when we offer you a program. What we're offering you is your time. So with that said, Amari, tell us a little bit about some of the services that your company's offering and how we can find out more about you. Yeah. So, and that was well, well stated, by the way. Um, so we have Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook promotion. Uh, those are the, the services that we actually do. Like if you go on our website, you're going to see a bunch of services listed. Some of them are affiliate services that people we recommend, but the ones we actually do are the ones I just listed. Okay. And we also have um, the courses and eBooks. Um, something, I guess a hack for your last question, something we've been doing that is working really well is we just bundle the, the courses and eBooks with the promotion. And so we find that artists, you know, they, they want to get heard uh, more times than not. That's the thing that they want to pay for is the marketing. Uh, what you need just as much is to learn some of this stuff, uh, especially if you do not have uh, as much revenue or as much money. Right. Um, so what we've done is once somebody, anytime anybody buys anything, we give out our audiobook and ebook. Um, any promotion at all, you get that instantly after you purchase. And then if you spend a certain dollar amount, you get our Facebook and Instagram ads course included with your orders. And then if you spend a little bit higher, you get our Spotify uh, playlist growth course included with your order too. Um, so 
those are pretty much the services we offer the Spotify, um, SoundCloud. Oh, I'm sorry. The new one that we offer is we're, um, managing people's Instagram and Facebook ads for them. So we're going in and, uh, customizing the ads, editing the ads, doing the data analytics, the audience creations, the copywriting, all that stuff. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that because somebody just asked me the other day if I knew someone who was doing that. And as of now, I've just been sending them to Indiepreneur. Um, gotcha. and, and they go real deep and are very analytical. But I, and it's, it's pretty cost, costly uh, for them to run your ad. So you have that. So when you say we offer Spotify services, explain what you mean by a Spotify service. So it's done through playlist promotions. That means that we have a network of playlist curators and uh, different genres of playlists that we've accumulated throughout the years. And what happens is when you send your song in, we review it uh, from start to finish because one of our main differentiations as a company is we don't promote any explicit content. So that's what people know us for oftentimes. And so we listen to every song from start to finish to both review it and check it for content. And then after that, it gets put into our pool of curators and they can see the genres of the songs and then they review them. And if they like the song, they request it for their list. Got and it. then we cross check all the requests to make sure it's a good fit for the list or not. And then if we think it's a good fit and it's good to go, then we'll approve the requests for their list. Wonderful. And uh, so that's great guys. And also too, so, uh, all my hip hop guys out there who he plays kind of like by the same rules I do. It's like when you guys try to promote on my site, even though I follow you, I mute you because I'm not a big fan of the N word and talking crap about women and things like that. Mm -hmm. So even though that's part of that culture and I may listen to it, I definitely don't put it on my stuff. So I re I respect that a lot when uh, SoundCloud very uh, underrated outside of the hip hop community. I mean, it's, it was one of those things. I mean, go ask Chance the Rapper how SoundCloud did for him. So are you finding a lot more people are drifting towards that platform or really just kind of discovering it now because it doesn't cost anything to upload your music to it? Um, so what we found throughout our promotions, and we've done like thousands of them, SoundCloud is really only, I don't, I don't want to say only, but it's primarily good for electronic and urban genres yeah i so I totally edm yep. uh future bass dubstep uh some hip-hop r&b and pop outside of that i honestly would not spend my money there I, okay. if you have rock music uh country and we do a ton of country and rock and um classical all that stuff i your I audience is on spotify they understand that part of the streaming Right. Yeah, and even yeah. sometimes, honestly, we recommend that they, depending on the genre and the goal of the artist, yeah. we do our consultations and whatnot. We recommend sometimes more ad spend on YouTube than Spotify for some sure. of those. It just depends on the situation. Well, and also too, with Spotify, it's a minimum of 250. And I think that, and let me ask you this, this is just, this well, is that's not for us. That's What's not that? for us. Our minimum is 77. Um, no, but in order to run a Spotify ad, Oh, the audio ads? Yeah, are minimum of two hundred and fifty bucks unless they've right. changed it. No, you can you can stretch it out. So okay. it's you can set the campaign for two fifty and then you can stretch it out over Yeah, but you have to spend a minimum of two fifty in order to even start your Spotify ad campaign. You have to set it up 
where the minimum is 250. You don't yeah. have to spend that every day. So you can actually- No, set not the- every day. But I mean, in order to set up a Spotify ad campaign, you must put 250 bucks in there. Yes, but you don't have to spend it. Okay. But they just so want you- to know you have access to it. Yeah. So you can yeah. cancel that actually after okay. a certain time. It's, say you want to spend, I don't know, 50 bucks on something. You can set it up for 250, then cancel it. Okay. Um, that's a workaround. Let me, let me ask you this on that. And this is, this is just straight from my own knowledge. I don't ever see the ads because I'm a premium member. Yeah. So are, are the people who are trying to have a free Spotify account really the group that you're trying to ultimately get to to bring into your world to spend money with you? Have you seen what – what is, is, is there any data that's out there yet to kind of show this because like I'm going to do it. I just recently switched my podcast over. Spotify reached out to me. They wanted some more stuff in the music education space. They asked me to come in. I was with Gary V's company and he released me to be able to go over because he went over as well. And I said, I may run Spotify ads because hell, they got the artists that I'm trying to get to. It makes sense for me to let Spotify have access to me and Anchor have access to me. So I think it's a, a good thing for me trying to reach these artists and things like that. How effective has it been? And is there a way to judge the, the ROI with this yet? Cause I know it's still relatively new. Yeah, there is a way. It's just, you have to really be a marketer. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and a data nerd and all that yeah. other stuff that goes yeah. into it. But are you seeing, who is it right for? Um, have we determined that yet? Cause a lot so of times the newbies are, you're not going to see your monthly followers jump. You may see your listens jump because Amari got you on a playlist, but are those yeah. translating into followers right. and things like that? So what has it been most effective for streams or followers? So there's just a differentiation. So the, yeah. the playlist promotion and doing Spotify audio ads are different things. Correct. Um, but yeah, I was but, just asking your opinion because of the ads and right. you run them and I have it. What they're good for. Um, so what the playlist promotion is good for is just what you mentioned, getting listens yep. and getting saves. Yep. Um, getting followers. If you think about it, people, there's no real benefit for somebody following you on Spotify. Um, they can't DM you. They can't comment. Uh, you might end up in release radar uh you may might also get an email from spotify that ends up in your promotions folder anyway and doesn't end up in your inbox that is just telling you so and so has a new song out today right. honestly other than that there's not a great benefit for somebody to follow you on spotify because it's not a social platform it's just a music streaming platform um now if they change that which if I, I still have no idea how nobody in that organization um, has not just said, like, this is going to make us a ton of revenue to do this. And they don't have to do, like, everything that I mentioned, but they have a real opportunity to boost their ads platform. Um, but that's a different subject. Well, and the thing, too, what's interesting about that is that part of the algorithm for Spotify is how many people are saving you to their yeah. playlist, how many people are following you because they – all those countries that were buying fake streams and stuff and really, you know, the phone banks that were all playing the same. So, I mean, it's like, and, and that's, that's what, when I say to you guys, I don't say this to be mean, but we're all trying to function in a dysfunctional business. 
You know, our rewards are not in direct proportion to the work that we put in. We can be doing what we consider to be everything right every day and still not see results from it. And then randomly, magically, something goes viral. You know, it's like, holy cow. It's like most people would be pulling their hair out uh, in, in the worlds that we live in right now. So the playlist stuff, guys, once again, is, is remember this, is that Spotify is passive listening. YouTube is active listening. Somebody's actually on YouTube looking. Spotify may be playing in the background passively. So that's why I encourage you to run Instagram ads and say, hey, it's Rick. You may have heard my song featured on Omari's playlist. I was honored to be there with Drake and Lil Wayne. And if you're into this kind of music, come follow my stuff. It's like, we're going to have to go back to remind these people that they've heard you. You know, it's no, there are, is no DJ on Spotify telling people who you are and stuff like that. So if you're smart, you'll reach out to people like Amari and say, hey, I've got this song that's been doing really well. What kind of ad campaign can I run on Instagram and Facebook to let people know that that's me that they're hearing on this playlist and that's me that they're doing? It's like, let's stop just hoping that people find you. Let's put a strategic effort this year, 2020, brand new decade. Let's start treating it like a real business. Real businesses advertise. Real businesses do what they can to get their product in front of the right people. Those that just hope that people show up usually go out of business. I explained this to you guys last night. Most businesses, literal businesses, do not last three years. For the music artist, it's less. So let's give ourselves the advantage. And a lot of times, too, I was reading something uh, on one of your blog posts where, you know, there's promotions that you can do for five bucks, guys. I mean, I did a whole presentation at CD Baby, how to run effective Facebook ads for a dollar a day. It doesn't cost a lot if you get with a company that knows what they're doing. Where it ends up costing a lot is when you guys try to figure it out on your own. I don't go in the studio and start twisting knobs. That's not my business. I tell you guys, you create it, I'll teach you how to get rid of it. So do yourself a favor. If you're serious about wanting to really make this the year that your business gets noticed. Start exploring people like Amari and seeing what they have to offer. Take 20, 30 bucks, try something. You know, take 50, 100 bucks, try something if that's what your budget is. Take 1,000 bucks and try something if that's what your budget is. But make sure you're working with people that know what they're doing because it's gonna save you a lot of time and a lot of money. Uh, something someone asked me earlier, they said, Rick, what would you have done different when you first started out as an entrepreneur, I said, I would have hired coaches a lot quicker. I kept trying to figure everything out myself. I built all my websites. I built all my landing pages. And now when somebody comes to me, I go, this could be the easiest call you ever made. What's the highest price that gets me the closest to the guy making the decisions? That's the program I want. And they're like, damn, that was easy. So <laughs> where do we want to send people to find you? Yeah, you can just go to omarimc.com and you'll find everything there. That's O-M-A-R-I-M-C.com. And I'll make sure that it's in the show notes. We'll be sharing it and tagging it in all of our socials. Like I said, thanks uh, once again. You know, the power of Instagram, guys. I reached out to them and sent them an Instagram message. And within a day, we had this scheduled. Uh, don't be afraid to use the tools that are readily available to go out and network and build relationships. And I didn't call him up. I, I said, Hey, how can I introduce you to my audience? I'm a big fan of what you do. 
I didn't go in and try to sell them any of my stuff. I didn't ask him to go in and promote any of my stuff. What I did is I went in and complimented him on what it is that he's doing. The only reason that I even knew to reach out to him is because he shows up every day. He's just not showing up on Instagram when he's trying to sell a course. He's showing up every day bringing value, and that's what I want to leave you guys with. Show up every day bringing value to your audience. Your value today may be just sharing something that one of your fans did. Don't just show up when you need stuff. We don't like the friends in our life that just show up when we need stuff. Don't be that artist. All right, and I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Ciao. So today's question is very appropriate, considering what Omari and I were talking about. So here is the question. Hey, how's it going, Rick? It's Pavellini, founder of the Pavellini Music, member of the Gator Boys Music Group. Um, I was just wondering, how do you properly promote a track or an album before you drop it and after you drop it, you know, to get the most out of your tracks or albums? So the good news is, is that you are thinking ahead and you are also planning what happens afterwards. I just recently uh, shot a couple of YouTube videos. If you go to my YouTube channel, which is uh, Rick Barker Music, I do five things to do before releasing a track, five things to do after. But the key is to always figure out what goals you want to uh, go along with this. You know, a lot of times we're looking for more exposure, which all of you should be looking for. I like to take the track and I like to create as many pieces of content that I can, uh, getting people excited about it, whether it be a behind the scenes video, uh, stories behind the songs. In the world we live in today, depending on your style of music, you may upload a full album to iTunes, but you may release the tracks individually through Spotify because that's how that platform plays right now. So you really need to plan it out, create content before. Remember that it's always new to someone after the fact. As people discover you, you want to be able to drive them back to some of your other stuff. You know, you want to control the conversation. You want to tell the story. But what I would do right now, all of you, and I'll put links in the show notes on this. You can always grab them from my website. Just click on the podcast link and every episode has its own set of show notes. I'll put the links to the two YouTube videos that describe that process for you. And if you'd like to leave a message and get your question answered on the podcast, you can do that where the show notes are located as well. Just head over to rickbarker.com and you'll click on the podcast link. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast and thank you for the question. As you see, there is no one size fits all model with the music business, so I do appreciate that. To help you figure out where you are and where you want to get to, head on over to the website, rickparker.com and take the Are You Ready for a Manager assessment. While you're there, you can also click on the podcast link and leave a message. And who knows, maybe you'll be featured in an upcoming episode. If you know someone who can benefit from this, I would really love it. If you would give it a share, if you would subscribe it on whatever platform that it is that you're listening to, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there.